Hello, everybody. Hello. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Claw and the King. I'm once again joined my, by my co-host, Oops. How you uh, doing, mate? I'm glad you gathered your words there. Um, yeah, a bit of I'm fun. actually doing... Well, I was doing well before this morning, I'd say, in terms of the sports world and the sports sort of view. Um, obviously, we had a tragic death, which we'll go on to a bit um, later. But, yeah, I mean, the bright news, the Clippers won. Um and I swore on this good old handy Bible, and uh, we won twice. I, I didn't even get to do the second game, wait, preview for the second game, before we already beat them again by 20. I mean, it was lovely stuff, um, especially from a team that doesn't even have their three best players. So they'd all average over 20 points a game. Just saying. Yeah. Um, so in essence... The Clippers are going to be the best team in the league for the next five years. I think that's just it. Okay. I think that's a given. I, I think that's a given at this point. All right, right. Um, okay. Before we get on to the in-depth basketball chat, um, there, you know, there has been some sad news today in Australia and the world, but Australia specifically with the um, tragic passing of Shane Warne. Um, you know, we, yeah. So we just wanted to sort of say something at the start of the show, a little little tribute. You know, pay our respects um, to one of the goats. Um, just before we get started, I mean, for, for me, I mean, I ne- we, we weren't really old enough to watch him play, um, especially in his prime, but you listen to him on the commentary every year and he's sort of, he's a part of your house, you know, every summer. You hear him on the TV, you hear people talk of his greatness and you just respect him for what he does. He's, he's sort of a typical Aussie bloke, you know, likes to get around it, has a bit of a party, you know, a few indiscretions. Um, but but that's that's how what you makes you Aussie. Yeah. That's what makes you Aussie. I mean, who wouldn't? If you had fame and success and money, who wouldn't smoke it up, drink it up, party it up, you know, do whatever? I mean, he's a classical, classic Australian uh, sports icon. And it's just sad. You know, it's the same thing with Kobe for me. I didn't sort of, I acknowledged it, but I couldn't really come to the realisation that he was dead because you've seen him so much growing up. You saw him, even though we didn't watch anyone, he's always commentating the ashes or every Australian sort of major tour or and it's just he's always in the media you always see him and when people like that die it's very hard to sort of gauge if you not gauge gauge is the wrong word it's kind of hard to comprehend that they're actually gone and you won't see them anymore it it, it'll probably take a couple months for me to realize um that he's not going to be commentating on the ashes anymore or you know tour of South Africa for Australia or he's just it's very, very sad, and he meant a lot to a lot of Australians, and there's yeah. nothing really you can sort of add on to it, I guess. Yeah. I mean, w- with the Kobe thing, like, I was the same. I didn't really, you know, you don't, it doesn't really feel real. Until, but then I was, when I watched the um, 75 presentation of the All-Star game, and he wasn't there, I was like, fuck. Like, he should be there. Yeah. It would be so much better if he was there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just sad. And it's, it's I think it's tragic, especially since it, these sort of deaths um, just happen like that, you know. It's not like it, they got a diagnosis for a terminal illness or something and you sort of come to grips with the fact that they die. It's just one minute. I mean, two weeks ago he was chatting about how Justin Langer was unjustly sort of fired from the Australian cricket team and then now he's not here. So it's very hard to sort of comprehend when you have your sports heroes just taken away like that when you don't expect it. It's just... It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, just you know, rest in peace, Warney. I mean, I'm an England cricket fan, but you've got to respect Warney. 
Yeah. I, he's my favorite. Even though he got a lot of stick for his some of his commentary, he was my favorite commentator for sure. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I reckon. Yeah. I think we'll, Other than we'll leave it there. Bumble's the best. <laughs> Warning was a close. We can go into a commentary debate later. <laughs> All right. Um, okay, we'll leave it there. We'll move, we'll move on to the basketball. Um, little little bit of a weird transition, but, you know. we got to so just move just got to do it, got to do it. Um, so, yeah, as you touched on at the start of the show, the Clippers did um, unfortunately beat the Lakers twice in one week. Um, and that wasn't – they weren't our only losses, unfortunately. Um, we also went down to the, the Pelicans. Um so yeah, I mean, I think I think it's official that the Lakers are done, and I, I just want to sort of go on a rant and just shit on everybody in that franchise for a second. Okay. Um, I'll just to put put the put the mic down, have a bit of a yeah. Relax. So I'll I'll start with the ownership, Jeannie Bus, Rob Palinka. You guys suck. You're 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 an embarrassment of an ownership group. Um, the fact that you could have got John Wall for Russell Westbrook and you said no. Are you, are you fucking kidding me? John Wall is worth about 45 Russell Westbrooks. I mean, one of the worst decisions I've ever seen in my life. Firstly, getting him was one of the worst decisions, but then choosing to keep him, that's an even worse decision. Just some abysmal, abysmal management. Also, the fact that they haven't fired Frank Vogel yet is a joke. The, the man clearly can't coach for shit. The, fuck, the players are out there doing nothing. They're, they're just running up and down, throwing the ball away, not even caring. He's a, he's a, yeah, he's clearly a defensive coach who, who doesn't know anything about offense because there is no offense. There is, I haven't seen a single offensive play or a scheme or anything. We don't, have a, we don't have a style of offense. We give the ball to LeBron, and if he, if he tries, he scores, or he throws it away. Um, all right. See, after, uh, Frank's got to go. He's got to go. Um, after that, we'll start, we'll start with Westbrook, I guess. Russell Westbrook, you are trash. Okay, you're, you're trash. You've got to admit at this point. Um, the truth. Yeah, you, you are trash. I've never seen, watching that Pelicans game, I've never seen a worse basketball performance, I don't think, in my life. Every single shot you take doesn't have a chance at going in. Every single shot doesn't have a chance. The only ones you get in are the fucking fluky layups where you just throw it behind your head and it goes in. They're the only shots you can make. You can't make wide-open layups. You're fucking... You, Oh, my God. You can't pass anymore. You can't even pass anymore. You're a point guard. You throw it to the other team more than you throw it to your own team. It's embarrassing. Um, who else is on the team? I can't even remember. Who's the white guy? What's it? Austin Reeves. Austin Reeves is an undrafted rookie starting on the Los Angeles Lakers. An undrafted rookie is starting on a championship contending team. What a joke. He, he can't play either, and Frank Vogel's just sending him out like, come on, mate, save our season. This is not that hard. He makes one three for every seven he bricks. He can't defend because he's too short and unathletic. And he's just out there playing 30 minutes a game, just doing nothing. It's an absolute joke. Trevor Ariza. Trevor Ariza is starting. Trevor Ariza can't even run up and down the court anymore. He needs to stand at our own three-point line to get in position to defend our basket. He's, there's no point in him crossing half court. It's an absolute disgrace that he's a starter for the Lakers. The only Dwight Howard is our best starter. He's the only player that has some sort of positive impact. And he's so limited, all he can do is fucking rebound and then finish a layup. Fucking, apart from LeBron, the whole team is a joke. Melo comes on. Melo's good. I'll give Melo his shine. Melo is the one player that I like on that team and what he's doing at the moment. 
Um, Taylor Horton Tucker. Taylor Horton Tucker. You, my friend, are trash. I don't know who is gassing you up. Who you think you are taking these step-back threes. You're trash. You can't shoot. You can't dribble. You can't finish. You can't, you can't do anything. I don't know why <laughs> you're on the floor thinking you're doing something, but you're not. So just get the fuck off the floor. Um, who else? DeAndre Jordan. You were on the team, mate. And then you threw the ball to Philly where you, where you ended up landing. So congrats, mate, I guess. You found yourself in a better situation. Um, who else? I can't even think of who else is on the team. Like, fuck. Oh, Kent Bazemore's out there getting minutes now. That's actually better. He was decent. Frank Vogel's rotations are so garbage that he plays the same shitty seven players every game. Like, fucking play Wayne Ellington. I don't give a fuck. Kendrick Nunn, what are you doing on the bench, cunt? Fucking play. No one even knows what your injury is. We, we signed you on a one-year deal and you haven't even got dressed yet. I, I don't even know what his injury is. Fucking play, mate. Anthony Davis... Anthony Depp, this, this is your last chance, Anthony. If you can't come back before the playoffs and, and get us in the playoffs and, and win a series or something, if you can't play well, you've got to go, mate. We, we got, you got to go. we got to trade you while you still have some value because this season is a complete write-off. It will be, it'll be a miracle if we even make the playoffs at this rate. It is, it is just one of the worst things I've ever seen in my life and it's an embarrassment to the game of basketball, how this team plays. Well, that was a lovely rant that I just... Uh, brief, I, I heard in the, my peripheral. I, it was yeah. just sort of in the background. I was reading the Bible. But, um, I mean, to be expected, really, after the shocking sort of month that you guys have had, I mean, I watched the game. It's like, you've got... It, it's got to be the make... It's got to be partly LeBron's fault. And I know, obviously, his play is not at fault, but his creation of the team was his idea you could have got a buddy healed um in a trade you could have got good solid we could have pieces got DeRozan. in a yeah you could have got pieces in a trade but you wanted the big name we could, have got, we could have got a top five mvp player but we got westbrook yeah a, a bottom five player in the league and that's lucky <laughs> he's lucky to be not bottom one yeah i lucky to be bottom look, five i think the makeup of the team is all wrong it's too old it's too slow and I think you see that in how they play. They go on runs. I mean, that's how they score. They have probably periods in which they're very good. You know, you watch the game. They went on a 14-0 run in the end of the second uh, quarter. But then, again, they, they give they up a 24-0 run. So They just, just pass the ball to the other team. They're like, oh, mate, we're catching up. Here you go. You want a fast break dunk? Have a few yeah, of them. Have a few of them. It was embarrassing when Zubach was beating up all your players. Oh, be, beating like your point guards up the court. Like, like he was getting open dunks in transition, which is pretty embarrassing. Yeah. But <sighs> look, the Lakers just have a listening of problems. It's just an absolute shit show over in uh, Lake Show. But um, more than a shit show. I mean, I can't say that I'm not happy about it. It's a wonderful scenario for the Clippers because. We're officially the best team in LA for what is it? Probably ten years running. What, what about the time we won the championship? Does that even count? <coughs> there was nobody there. Yeah, I think Do we even does. know it happened? I mean, it's like, is there any evidence? <coughs> There's nobody attended it. It could have been It could have been just a, a bit of evidence. High graphic two K game for all I know. I mean, nobody went. Nobody knows. It's not. I mean, it's a two K game in Disneyland. Does it really count? No. 
Um, other than that, sort of whatever you want to call that season, the first season LeBron was there, they were semi-decent, then he got injured, and then they tanked the rest of the year. Um, and then Imagine if LeBron didn't get injured and we didn't need a tank and we didn't end up making that trade. Well, that's the funny thing. Ever since he's gone to the Lakers, he's been in the most injury-prone player in the league behind <laughs> Anthony, Anthony Davis. But before that, yeah, at but the Cavs. If he, he didn't get injured, we would have kept Ingram. We would have kept Lonzo. We would have kept all these well, players. Well, you could have kept those players anyway, but you traded for the most injury-prone player in the league, which was a uh, great, great idea. Um, I mean, those guys are all all-stars, aren't they? Or borderline all-stars. Um, mm-hmm. And you probably could have a better team right now because you'd actually have players that yeah. play basketball and not just sit on the sidelines. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the makeup of your team. Again, the makeup of the Clippers <coughs> is not great if you look at the future. Um, but we don't rely on the difference is we rely. I on mean, like it's, it's decent. Like you got a few years left of Kawhi and PG. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We've got good years left <laughs> of our existing players. We don't have any picks, and our, we've got a veteran squad. But the difference is we rely on 30 year olds and 31 year olds. They rely on 37 year olds and 38 year olds. Um, so it's a bit far off. They'd have a great all star team in like in 2010. You'd have such a good team. Like, Dw- yeah, like we, Dwight this Howard, is, this is Carmelo. you know that you know that Lakers team with Steve Nash and Kobe and Dwight. Yeah, that tank. This is the exact same team. It's worse than just that. ten years later. It's yeah, it's that. worse than that, but the same principles really. Yeah. Well, you know what? There's always, and it's just next year. What the fuck were they thinking? Not trading Westbrook. I uh, I don't know. It was a pretty. We could have got John Wall. Well, yeah, John Wall would be a much better player for you guys. But look, oh my god. You're just run by idiots. Um, you got lucky because you got the best player in the world and you won in a Disneyland bubble that no one saw, so did it really happen? No. Um, other than that, I mean, you could have got Ty Lu as a coach who's one of the best coaches in the league, but you know, yeah. because but you didn't want to offer him a long-term contract. You just wanted him. Why don't we just make Fizdale the coach? Fuck it. I mean, Vogel, I think... You look at the weapons he's been He has given. no respect. The look players don't care what Vogel, he says. Vogel was known in Indiana as a great defensive coach. How, But it's seeming more mm. like he, it was more the personnel. Because if you look at the team, you had George Hill, great defender. Paul George, great defender. Danny Granger, great defender. David West, great defender. Roy Hibbert, at that time, was a great defender. So you, I think he had Lance Stevenson, great defender. So he, he had a that, lot of... That Miles Turner? No, not back then, very... <laughs> Sorry, he's been around a while. God, this guy's basketball. But <clears throat> I think when he has the personnel, uh, he's a good defensive coach. Um, and you saw that when they won the Mickey Mouse tournament. Um, but yeah, but you have to be able to coach offense. That's a problem. It, you it, can't be a one-dimensional coach. Well, and look, he's not making the team any better defensively now. I think you've got to. See, I don't even know where the Lakers go because you can't exactly get rid of LeBron James because he's still an unbelievable player. But can you build around him? Can you create enough salary cap or get a... I mean, you've got to really get lucky. They've got to, like, get an all-star level player at the 30th pick or something, or the 18th pick, or or something like that. They've got to somehow get a steal in the draft and then get a steal in free agency to sort of revolutionise it. Because you look at... The young talent, Austin Reeves, is he really going to solve anything? <coughs> no, he's trash. He makes it worse. Yeah, is you look at the young players that you've got. Malik Monk is probably the best young player you've got. And yet... He's, he's not even young. He's like 25. Well, he's the best player with a bit of youth that you've got. Um, and he's on a one-year contract. And you don't 
pay over the luxury tax, so you won't be resigning him for more than the minimum. So you're kind of in a situation where you're stuck. <coughs> you, you're stuck with either these. Now, look, Anthony Davis, when healthy, is a terrific player. So it's not impossible for them to make a run. We ju- we just have to not play him in the regular season. But yeah, <laughs> we have to somehow make the play-in tournament and then just start him. He's just in the play-in tournament. He's just Way too injury prone. However, when he plays, he's a great player. And when LeBron plays with him, they work really, really well together. So, I wouldn't say it's over for the future. It's over for this season. I think nobody thinks they're going to win this season. But I think for the future, if they can retool and sort of somehow get it out of Westbrook's contract, somehow find a way to offload (coughs) it and get a decent free agent and a good steal in the draft and sort of reshape it. Um, almost, and pray to God that they get some luck with injuries. It's possible that they could sort of make a, another run at it. But, you know, it is what it is. I think the Clippers are going to come back stronger next year, though. I think the Nuggets with Jamal Murray are going to be better. Is Jamal Murray coming back this year? Uh, he's been out for a long time. I don't know. Yeah, he's, he should be back by now. But they're going to have Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray back next year. The Suns will be st- will are st- really young, so they'll keep on improving. Except their best player. Is so really old. Yeah, but I mean that Devin Book is still young. Uh, Mikael Bridge is still young. Cam Johnson is still young. DeAndre Aiden is still young. So they, they got a young core still. Uh, Golden State, when Clay's back fully healthy, Draymond's fully healthy, Steph fully healthy. They're a great team. So there's too many teams out west for you to be. And people are saying the East is better. No, the West is just injured right now. I think the East is solid and it's much better than it was. And the talent sort of. The East is definitely more interesting. Well, well, that's what I'm saying this season because of the injury problems. But if you add sort of Kawhi Leonard and Paul George to the Clippers, you add Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. to the Nuggets, you're talking about a completely different West um, at the moment. But look, the Lakers can sort of can definitely make a comeback. Um, they got, you know, they live in L. They're at, in LA. You know, the Tinsel Town. They got. I don't know. You know I don't know if we fans. can. I th- I'm f- I'm predicting another post Kobe just ten years no, of suffering. It's not. Well, maybe, but not next year. You've got LeBron, so there's no way that happens. Um, you just re- you just made this roster the worst possible way possible. Like LeBron, this is the most amount of games LeBron James could possibly lose in a season. Like this is the worst case scenario heading in th- for this season. Yeah, this was the worst. It could it could have happened. This is worse. Th- this is worse than what the worst was predicted to be. <laughs> no, well. <laughs> I mean, we went on. We we were on this podcast, and I, I remember vehemently saying, "Russell Westbrook is not a good fit with this roster. He's yeah, way th- too." Yeah, there's not a good fit, and then there's this. Yeah, I I said that Russell Westbrook historically does not work well with people that dominate the ball, and you could say Kevin Durant, but Kevin Durant would be the best player at every position on a basketball court. Um, he could play without the ball if you need him to. So, when Russell Westbrook was with Paul George and Carmelo, and they both needed the ball. The team sucked, um, and it they were they like fourth well, or fifth seed. Well, it didn't suck, but they <laughs> sort of didn't get out the first round, which is it was not great. But the thing with Westbrook is he relies so much on the ball and confidence and sort of engagement it, that when he's in this sort of slump, there's no way that he can get himself out because he's not a great shooter. He's not <laughs> not a great shooter. Well, I mean, he's declined in shooting. I thought he was a way better shooter in OKC than he is now. Um, yeah. This is the worst shooting I've ever seen in my life. I didn't. I'd rather have Ben Simmons shooting. 
No, you wouldn't. I would. Um, you wouldn't rather have Ben Simmons shooting? No, I would. I don't think you would, mate. Hand on heart, I would. I don't think you would. But, look, it's a, not a work in progress, but it, there's a possibility for change. I think we should move on from the Lakers. I think yeah. the listeners we can, have had we can, enough We can leave it there. Um, Going to the, the opposite end of the spectrum, a team that's looking really good right now is Philadelphia. Do we have to talk? I, okay, we'll t- I'll say. Well, I'm surprised at how fast it's clicked. Mate, okay, I'll talk about it for 20 seconds. We'll move on. They're a great team with a great group of players with good chemistry that play well together, that sort of fit. The reason why they won't win is because their coach sucks. <laughs> Being a Clippers fan, watching this guy be unable to make changes in the playoffs and have any sort of change or any sort of... Adaptability. Adaptability, thank you for the word. Adaptability in the playoffs was just remarkable how bad he was at the... And how people call him this great coach. He was awful. He had a plethora of talent at the Clippers. Wasted it. Absolutely wasted it. Blew two 3-1 leads. Goes to Philadelphia... And then loses again. Against the Hawks. <coughs> so, we we can all say that, you know, um, that their talent's graded. James Harden works well with Embiid. But there's no way on planet Earth that they win when they've got Doc Rivers as head coach. Okay? Okay. There's, no, there's just no way. Remains to be seen. There's just but no way. We, we went to the Western Conference Finals. He had Lob City. He had Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan and Blake Griffin, all in their primes, the furthest he got was the second round. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have our centre and Kawhi Leonard. Two, our two starting centres um, and Kawhi Leonard against, um, for the majority of the, well, for half the playoffs last year. And we went the furthest in our history, went to the Western Conference Finals. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you that it's completely up to coaching. And the year before, we... Blew a 3-1 lead to Denver. I mean, it was in Mickey Mouse land, but still. Mm-hmm. We still blew a 3-1 lead. Um, there's no way that they win, so I don't know why we're talking about the 76ers when... I don't, they're probably going to... I mean, 76ers fans are crazy, and they probably think that they're going to win, but they're not going to win. I mean, I'd think I was going to win if it, the team was looking like this. I just have way more faith in the box. Even the Heat. The box? The box are way... I have way more I, faith. I've always been on the Heat. Well, I reckon Heat. I don't think the Heat are going to win. I think the Bucks are going to get out of the East. But I'd I put I pick the Nets over them, even for this year. Even though they're in the playing tournament, I pick the Nets over them. I pick the Bucks over them. I haven't picked the Chicago? Heat. Chicago. Uh, no, you can't pick Chicago over them. Maybe. I mean, I don't think so. Chicago have got a coach that can coach basketball, so <laughs> maybe. Um, look, Doc Rivers is historically with the Clippers was a great regular season coach. Poor postseason one. So we'll just okay. have to see. We'll, to the we'll leave it there then. We'll we'll see if they choke again. There's no we'll see. It's going to happen, but yes. Okay, we'll, we'll watch for their choke. Okay. Um. All right, so back back from popular demand <laughs> from last week. <laughs> we had that um, starting five segment with the Kardashians. Um, so this week we've, we've gone for a different theme. We've gone for different teams this week um, so we can... Yeah. So we can, yeah, just I'll, have I'll different kick, opinions. I'll kick my team off first. Okay, so do you want to tell them what the topic is? I, I shall. Okay. I, I'll take over. So this is, we're very topical on this show, I'd say. We're very mm-hmm. in tune with society and the news. So we decided, you know what, 
what is a starting five that would go to war that we take to war? Okay, if we if you know somebody in some distant land, <coughs> Russia, or <laughs> like demanded that we serve with these uh, NBA players in their current positions. Well, it's got to be positional wise because everyone would just pick you know the biggest, strongest center. So yeah, starting five of team of a team that you take to war. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we've. Oscar, me and Oscar had a sneak peek at our lists. I, I, yeah, and he, I, he laughed. I, when I when I saw this list, I I started crying we've with gone, laughter. We've gone for different strategies. <laughs> no, we've way. gone for very different. No way in hell this team could beat mine. Yeah, but we've gone for different strategies. Though. You've gone yeah. for like the classic, oh bruiser, you know. I've gone for like, who's going to make the real difference here? Who's you've gone for like the typical soldiers? I've gone for the, you know, the ones that are going to make the difference. The ones that's going <laughs> to change the war. <laughs> make the difference. Of, uh, the flip of a switch. Okay. Okay. So, a point. I, we both have this player, Marcus Smart, the most annoying <laughs> player in the league. I was close to picking Pat Bev, but Pat Bev, having experience of watching the guy, he's like the mate that talks a big game on pre's and then on the night out just has no ability, just gets nothing, absolutely nowhere. Mm. Uh, it's like a mate we know <laughs> uh, that we were discussing about, but we won't get into that uh, child, but no... Mark, Pat Bev, I don't think, is as good a defender as Marcus Martin. I think even though Marcus Smart flops a lot, which I sort of took into account with my decision, but I decided to go with him. He's probably the toughest point guard in the league. He's strong. You know, he's got acne scars, so he looks hard. You know, he, he's he's a real... That looks hard? Yeah. Uh, he looks like he's been through shit. I mean, don't you think if you... He looks like he's been through shit. Um, yeah, he's a bit, he's a bit disheveled. He, yeah, he's a bit out there, but he'd be p- perfect for the Grizzlies or something. If it was an all-time list, I'd have Tony Allen in there, like, tomorrow, but just current teams. Now, that was, like, the obvious choice. I think everyone would have had, like, a Marcus Smart in there. Now, my two guard, Caruso. Now, Oscar had a good old laugh about this. Alex Caruso. I've got a reasoning. Oh. He is known as Jesus, is he not? I guess. Of the NBA. Now, if Jesus walked... I don't think in, Jesus has much impact on war. Yeah, but if Jesus walked into an armed conflict, I think the conflict would stop, especially between two Christian countries. Um, okay. So I think when you have a figure, <laughs> when you have a aura of a Jesus-like character walking into the battlefield with you, I think your, your fellow comrades feel empowered. They feel like they've got a bit of pep in their step, you know? They've got a bit of cojones. <laughs> okay. I think if you have Jesus on your team in a war, you win. So that's why I picked Caruso. Now I think I think he's so white, he's like a light beam for the enemy. Yeah, and like he's he bold. just po- he just points out where you are. Like, I'm over here, guys, and then no, load him up, send him in. He's just a, like an angel figure. He's pale, so he'd just be like he looks like a angel figure. So I, that's another reason why I picked him. Caruso but would get killed. Instantly. Caruso, he's just such a. God-like figure that I just couldn't ignore him. Three, Kawhi, not because I'm a Clipper fan, but he's the most boring... Like, if you asked him to do something in the war, like, he's a ro- like he's a soldier. He is the classical soldier. Yes, boss, no boss. He would say, no, my thigh's still sore. That is a pro- <laughs> probability. But if he wasn't injured um, or had a niggle in his thigh, he'd be the most... He wouldn't chat back at when I'm commanding him to do something. He'd be like, do you want to kill all these civilians? Yes, boss. Um, he'd be a very good 
sort of soldier. And that's even I look at my lineup and I try to get a bit of balance here. I I've it's got just a, a horrendous. I've got lineup. a I've got a couple f- sort of alpha males in there. I need a, a guy that's going to be uh, very very soldier like. And, and I felt Kawhi, and he's also very strong. I mean, they call what are they? They call him a cyborg, don't they? Yeah, he's a strong sort of robot that you need. Um, so that's why Kawhi, I don't know why you didn't have him in there, because he's a classical soldier sort of type. Now, four, this is my controversial pick. Now, I don't mean to be rude, because I am no uh, oh beauty in the eyes of anyone, really. But <laughs> I picked don't be harsh on yourself. I picked... <laughs> <laughs> I just go on with that. Um, Nobody loves me. <laughs> so I picked Tony Snell here as my four. Now, you may say, why Tony Snell? He's never been a <coughs> true sort of... He's been a sort of bounce around the league. Now, if you looked at Tony Snell on the other team, on the other sort I of I would camp, think, fuck, this is going to be easy. I'd be thinking, fuck, that dude, that is an ugly motherfucker. I want to get out of here as quickly as possible. Is this what, what, this guy was a supermodel before he came to war and he turned into Tony Snell. Um, <laughs> we've, if, if war's going to make me turn out like that, I'm fucking off, fucking off home. Um, no, but yet, yeah, he looks like he's been through stuff. Again, another one. He, he looks like he's just, he's just depressed the entire time. He looks like he's just, He's like right. dead inside, and I'd be scared <laughs> to fight Tony Snell. Like Tony Snell, like you don't want the if you come up against a bunch of you know pretty boys or supermodels, you know that you know you come up against. I don't know. He's a he's an attractive enemy. If you come up, if Kelly Oubre is on the other side, I'm like, look at all these fucking poses. You come up against Tony Snell and Caruso? Are you kidding me? I would be scared shitless. Tony Snell right. and Caruso. I mean, my God. I mean, you're like selling Jesus. it. I don't know if I'm buying it. You have the ugliest guy in the history of the NBA and the most Jesus lookalike. I mean, Jesus. Well, he, I wouldn't. I don't want to say Jesus. I don't want to stick to that. But he's godlike, definitely. <laughs> We're not going to stick with Jesus. We're going to go up to God. I think he. I th- but he is. I think he's a godlike figure. Um, now five. I've got now. That was a pretty. I think that's pretty. Self-explanatory, the reasons why I picked them. Um, I think my list wins. Okay. But for f- my number five, I go Boban. Um, now, Bobby, I was going to pick his center, but I didn't want to be, you know, a copycat. <laughs> so I picked Bobby, mainly because he's just a laugh to have around. You know, he's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a good old laugh to have around. He's a good, solid guy. Keep morale up. He's a big motherfucker, so he could reach things that you need to get. <laughs> That's helpful in war. <laughs> Can if, reach these. If there's a gun at the top of a shelf of a cupboard or in like a house that you're raiding or something, right, right. In that scenario, he'd be perfect. He uh, can reach the the people hiding in their in their attics. Now the problem is he'd be killed quite early. Because <laughs> he's quite a big uh, <laughs> target. So and he has zero mobility. But in terms of <laughs> in terms of morale, I'd like to have him in the team. Um, I've just my team was picked on. You've got to add. You've got to create a team. You know, you got to your, your your team is picked on dying happily. No, the team's picked on having different people with di- individual strengths. Now you've picked a team full of like, oh, I go to the gym. Oh, you know, those type of guys. I, I picked a team of winners. I picked a team of different talents. You picked a team of boring cunts. No. I picked a team of talents. So I think that's sort of self-explanatory. And I think my team will definitely win. I think my team is way better than yours. 
I mean, your point guard, I don't know why. He'd just be rapping. <laughs> I'll explain why. He'd be rapping in the trenches. He's like, <laughs> Dane Dalb. All right, go. <laughs> just be t- telling people my list, will you? Um, I mean, you hear it in two seconds. Okay, Here we yeah. go. Five, so four, point three, guard, two, one. Dame Dollar. Point guard, Dame Dollar. Uh, Why? Well, all my one. Why? Because he's a silent killer on the court. And I think he could be a really good sniper off the court. He chats so much. He talks about how he wants to leave every three seconds. He's not silent, is he? No, he is silent. He doesn't talk shit in games. He just fucking... He does talk shit. Not really. He's quiet. Kawhi doesn't talk shit. Dame is quiet and he kills people. So I'm thinking we perch him up in like some sort of high place, give him a sniper, and he will just take everyone out. That that's my plan for Dame. Also, he's it's you know he's relative. tough. He's tough. He's it's tough. Not relative. Guy. He he's it a is. good shooter. The sniper's an analogy. It's not an actual. He's not actually a good sniper. You know that, right? Yes, I realize that. God, this guy's an idiot. Oh my god. Okay. Moving on from Dame. Dame would kill your whole team, but yeah. Um, at It'd the two, Tony Snell. At the, yeah, good at, luck. At the two, I was gonna have Clay Thompson just because you know, I feel like he's tough. But I went with Smart. You know, you had Smart as well. Um, yeah, he's you know he's just known as a tough guy. Um, I'm sure he can throw some hands. So I think Smart's sort of a good good bloke to have in the squad. At three, I did have Marcus Morris, but I just fucking hate him too much, so I kicked him out. I should have had um, Morris. And I thought you were going to have Morris, so I, I, I took him out for that reason. It's a good pick, to be fair. He gets in fights all the time. but Yeah. Um, but I, I've replaced him with LeBron. Um, LeBron is, you know, he's from Akron, all right? He grew up in the hood. He knows how to fight. Mate, 90% of <laughs> fucking NBA players grew yeah, up in the Yeah, but LeBron, he's, he's bigger and stronger. He's better than all of them. So I'm taking LeBron. Also, he's the most famous player in the world, so he has got money. He's got sponsors. We are never going to run out of ammunition. You think Nike's sponsoring the Ukraine-Russian conflict? I think if LeBron was in it, they would, yes. Yeah. I think they would send some tanks for LeBron. Okay. And we can use that to destroy you. Um, at four, I've got James Johnson. James Johnson is... everyone. Every time on commentary, whenever this guy comes on the floor, this is the one thing commentators talk about. Don't get in a fight with him. He trains MMA. He's really good at fighting. So... Fuck it. He's in my team because apparently he's really good at fighting. Is he a good player? No, but he can fight. So fuck it. You're on the team. At five, I've got Stephen Adams. Pretty self-explanatory. The dude is the strongest player in the league. Um, He could manhandle anyone easily. But he's also nice about it. So you're going to you're gonna die and Mate, probably say picked, sorry. You've picked on the boring list. Like, so let's go with LeBron. The boring list. Let's go with my Le- list isn't boring. It's... You're just, again, you've done with the it's classical... It's dominant. My list is dominant. You've done with... You, you've picked all the classical tough guys. I'm trying to... Act, I mean, Dame is a weird pick. <laughs> He's the weirdest pick I've ever seen. Oh, Caruso's not a weird pick. Now, I wish I would have had DeRozan in there, to be fair. I should have picked him. Because if I could get... You know, if you know DeRozan's background, he, he knows a, a few geezers that have kinda <laughs> got up to a bit of mischief in in his past. So if I could bring them along with him... <laughs> no, you can't. Or I would pick Jokic and take his brothers with him. They yeah. seem they seem pretty hard. So <laughs> I didn't pick <laughs> those guys because that came with stipulations. I don't want DeRozan. I don't want Jokic by himself. But if they could bring their... I'd rather have Jokic than Boban. And I'd rather have DeRozan than Caruso. So Caruso is white Jesus. And Jesus was not white, by the way. He was uh, Middle Eastern. So I can say white Jesus. Really? You, you met Jesus and you saw 
his ethnic well based on his sort ethnicity. Of, well based on time period, there was no possible way that he was white. But hey, oh, um, that's not. We're not getting sort of religious on this podcast. Really. Yeah. The only Bible here is the uh, Sir Alex Ferguson autobiography. But Caruso was a no-brainer. I mean, are you kidding me? To have a godlike figure fighting for you, <coughs> just like, the fuck does that even mean? Why would you not pick him? He's a god. He's a god. Because he can't do shit. He's going to get destroyed. Yeah, but he's a he's god. He's a godlike figure. Why wouldn't you want that? He would dodge bullets. That's <laughs> the kind of guy that I want on my team. You pick the your average oh bum gosh. soldiers, and I picked, you know, the Avengers, essentially. Okay. All right. Well, you They've know, they've all what? got individual talents that nobody else has got on your team. Okay. So, all right. Well, leave it in the comments who you think won. All right. I think I won because clearly. I event I assembled the Avengers. He assembled your shitty backass reserve army. So there you go. Okay. Um, all right. Well, we'll leave that for now. Um, over to you, mate. About what? <laughs> you y- your babies. My babies. What are my babies? My babies. Did I give birth Man to you. children? What? It's a baby. If you're going to do it, you can't do plural. They're players. Okay. Manchester United. Embarrassment that was. I mean, at this point, it's like, we actually play. It's it's basically the uh, the same thing being said every week. (laughs) I mean, Watford's the worst team in the Prem. We should have scored seven chances. Bruno missed three open goals. I mean. I told you Bruno was shit. He's not shit. Okay. He had two bad games. Um, It was just woeful to watch. It was. You were just watching it, and you at a, at half time. I knew that we're gonna we're gonna draw this game. There's no way that we're scoring. Um, how on earth we didn't score? It was ridiculous. The amount of chances that we had. I mean, we, we, under Ralph Ragnick, we've created the most chances in the Premier League since he's been appointed, and yet we score one goal a month. We <laughs> can't score. It's ridiculous. Like we complain all year that the forwards aren't getting service, and when they get service, they're woeful. Um, but Sancho's kind of emerged. He's been uh, good under Rangnick, but it's been, oh my God, it's been terrible. Look, the Premier League, we need to get top four, but I don't think it's happening. I think Arsenal, with that draw, I think Arsenal have sort of secured it now, and we've got a really tough, I know Arsenal got a tough schedule as well, but we've got a really tough one over the next couple months because we've got, I think we've got Spurs, we've got Man City next, um, and then we've got, we've got Spurs in there, we've got Liverpool in there, uh, we've got the obviously Atletico Madrid tie. We've got a really, really tough couple run of games that I don't think we're going to get much points from in the league. Um, so I just think top four would have to take a miracle. It'd have to take Tottenham. We'd have to get probably six points at least from those three games, Liverpool, Spurs and uh, Man City. We'd have to get six points from them. So we'd have to upset either Man City or Liverpool and beat Tottenham. For us to mm. still have a chance. So, I just don't see us getting top four. Now, the only way we can save the season by some long shot, by some miracle, by some unbelievable thing that would I would never expect would be us to win the Champions League. Now, even though we, weren't, we didn't play well against Atletico Madrid, we're still ahead, like in the previous podcast I mentioned. We're still ahead in the tie, technically. We've got a home leg in a one-game scenario, essentially, because there's no away goals. Um, 
So I think that if we, we need to just win at Old Trafford, and if we can do that, and we can move on, if we can get a somewhat easier opponent like a... I know Ajax aren't easy, but I'd rather have them than, you know, Chelsea or... Um, Chelsea or, you know, Man City or something like that. So, yeah, it'd just be... I mean, again, look at the teams. Real Madrid or PSG are going to be knocked out, so that'll be a good sort of cancellation. But still, you've got PSG, Bayern Munich, all the English teams. I mean, I just don't see a way, mm-hmm. unless we somehow gain some form, Ronaldo turns into, like... Um, the ages 10 years. Yeah. Uh, Bruno Fernandes doesn't miss one-on-ones, you know. Harry Maguire turns into Harry Beckenbauer, you know. You know, we... Somehow, we Scott Fred turns into a Brazilian. Um, <laughs> Fred uh, Scott McTominay is like turns into Conte. Yeah, <laughs> it, there has to be a lot of things for us to sort of succeed in that competition. Um, a lot of things have to go right. I don't see it happening personally, but hey, oh, it was a good time. I mean, the kit looks really good next year. Hey. This leaked. The home kit. The leaked, yeah. It's actually looked really cool. I mean, again, this is another Glazer thing. Shame that Ronaldo won't be wearing it. Yeah, so <laughs> um, I'm just pumping the Glazer with more money now. But I actually really like the kit. I think it's cool. It's retro. It's got some retro feel to it. But that's like that's what I'm looking forward to. Like, I mean, I bought the away kit this year. Or was it 30? I don't know which one it was. Just, but it was sexy. And yeah, I mean, sort of segueing. I think we should segue on to is the, just briefly about Super League is apparently coming back. Um it's again. It's the reports are not directly from the clubs, but it's from media outlets that um, the original Super League teams, so excluding Arsenal and Tottenham, I think, um, wanting to restart the league but have it a promotion sort of based league, um, and the Champions League. Oh my God! The, have you seen the format for twenty twenty four? It's essentially no. what the Super League was. It's what, so less teams or no? It's a table. Instead of groups and knockout oh, stages, so it's everyone it, plays everyone. It's basically it's basically the NBA season. It's like basically the NBA format. Oh, so there's like playoffs. Yeah, so you have a table, and if you finish in a certain ranking, you go to playoffs. How do, how do they have time for all that games? They'll find a way. Don't you worry. They, they, they play the, Champions League like once every they make few the, weeks. They make the cheddar. Don't you worry, my friend. Um, but yeah, it's this football's so bad for so me. Does that confirm that they're doing that? Look, Real Madrid, Real Madrid, both the Milan clubs, um, I definitely want to do the Super League still. I mean, they're still very much in it. I'm not too sure about the validity, validity of the reports, but I do know that in those reports, Manchester United, Man City, um, Chelsea, Man United, Man City, Chelsea, Liverpool, Liverpool. were all involved, um, as well as Bayern Munich. Oh, no, but I don't think Bayern Munich was. Um, but PSG? yeah, PS no PSG. I don't think it was. It, it was twelve teams, um, but it was basically the twelve richest teams in the world, apart from PSG. Newcastle. No, not Newcastle. <laughs> but Newcastle could make it. It's based on promotion. I think they, they they sort of made adjustments to it. But yeah, it's it's really really bad. The state of football and where it's going. It's just so money driven. It's been driven by bankers. <coughs> it's been driven by billionaires. Yeah, and they're talking about um like World Cup every two years. Yeah, stuff like that. That's just awful. I mean, can we not just keep it the way it is? And Florentino Perez was, I think his name is, uh, 
is who whoever the Real Madrid sort of CEO is. He um he said, "Well, we're losing the young fans of football. We need to change it." And I'm like, "Mate, I'm a young fan of football. I like it the way it is. I like top four gets Champions League. You have group stages, and then you go to knockout rounds. I like the way it is." where anybody can get in there. And it's not based on money. It's not based on um, whoever has... The, I mean, football is kind of <coughs> like that, especially in France and Yeah, um, I do understand that, like that. But also, as more of a casual fan, you do enjoy seeing Real Madrid play Barcelona. Yeah. <laughs> no, but you like it on occasion, though. That's <laughs> the thing. It becomes boring and repetitive if you see... oh. Messi, Ronaldo. If Messi, Ronaldo played every three weeks, it'd get boring. I don't know if it would, to be honest. See, you're just a bitch, though. Like, that's how would, how would that get? How would fan. that get boring? You've got you've the the beauty of football is that it's it's so much different than basketball. I think it needs to be sort of said. Now, the basketball format and the NBA format works for the NBA. It's based on franchises that came up in the you know through the emergence of the NBA in the sixties and. It was kind of like that, and but in many, but the thing with football is, it's cultural. It's much more cultural than American sports are, and you have teams and generations of fans that have supported a certain football club, um, for so so long, and you've supp- and it might not be like Manchester United. It might be Birmingham. It might be you know Luton. You have generations of fans that support it, and. The impact that this has, not only on us as fans, Man United fans, watching this fucking shite that pl- we probably play in Abu Dhabi every two weeks, but, you know, the Leicester fans, the Wolves fans, these fans that love football, that are so support, and these clubs are so supported by their fans, they'll get no revenue from the Premier League. They'll get no revenue from... You think anyone's watching the French League without PSG? think anyone's watching the Spanish league without Atletico Madrid, Real Madrid and Barcelona? No, they're not watching it. it the revenue would be so w- much worse in those leagues and the trickle-down effect onto lower leagues, they'd be all gone. There'd be no lower leagues. There'd be no sort of championship and pr- it'd be a sort of a semblance of a Premier League. There'd be Leicester would be winning a title each year. It'd be, <laughs> it'd be just such a boring scenario and the effect that it has, and they say it won't affect domestic leagues, but it will eventually. They say that it won't impact it. Trust me, the Super League teams in future, in if they get it, say, next year, in seven, eight years down the line, they'll just exclude domestic leagues. They won't need it. They'll do it like they'll do it like boxing events. They'll do um, Man United versus Man City in Abu Dhabi. They'll do Chelsea versus Barcelona in New York. They'll they'll make it a spectacle in which they make all the money and real football fans won't be able to watch their team grow and what what I mean I like when we play lower teams I I, I don't <laughs> we get to destroy them yeah but it's not about that though it's about the fact that everybody in football every fan is made equal in football and that fans should have the right to watch their football club play and should have the right to watch their football team grow if there's no point in growth then what there's no if there's no hope in growth for your own individual football club, then what's the point in watching? And I think it's different to the NBA and the NFL for the simple reason that the franchise, there's one league. There's no other teams that go in and out of it. There's no other teams that are affected. There's no, 
uh, stories like Bournemouth who go from League One all the way to Premier League and stay there for a couple of years. There's no Sheffield stories that go all the way from League One all the way to the Premier League. There's no stories like that in which football clubs can emerge and rise and fall. And that's the beauty of football. That's the culture of football, that every team has a chance. And the fact that we're just making this stupid league to shut out all these lower clubs that don't make as much money is just ridiculous and give all more money to billionaires. I just, I, I don't like it. And that you look, Champions League format's shit as well. Um, but it's driven by the same owners that want this change, that want to make more revenue from it. And it's just, oh, it's just, I just don't like where football's going. Mm-hmm. I, I like traditional, fo- football is a tradition and it's cultural. And if you change it into this commercial product, it just worsens sort of the experience for me personally. Look, I'm sure American fans or Asian fans or, you know. Whoa. What? What are you saying there? What? That's racist. I was at ra- Asian countries. American. I'm talking <laughs> you're about. Ass- you're assuming Asian fans are going to like this? I'm, I'm talking about Asian countries that aren't embro- embroidered in European football culture. Yes. <laughs> so, uh, well, it's mainly new fans. I, I'm not like you who don't watch. I'm not a actually, new fan. You don't watch. I've been a fan since I was like five years old. How many games do you watch? What? How many games do you watch? Do I watch? Yeah. Yeah, now. I, I was more of a fan yeah, when I was okay. five years old. So, my point is new fans might love it. Might love, like Oscar said, um, seeing, you know, the best players play each other each week. But the prospect of it happening and, you know, seeing Messi Ronaldo play once a year and it being a spectacle, and I like that. Um, so, yeah, that's all I've got to say on that. But I, I just do not support either the new Champions League format or the Super League in any way, shape or form. Preach. Preach to the Lord. You're the, you're the modern preach day... To, preach to the, this man... You're the MLK of soccer. I, I don't <laughs> think that's uh, true. Um, but this man will not approve. The great Sir Alex Ferguson. I mean, the greatest manager in the history of football. He would not approve of this, I'd like to say. Now, I don't know him, but yeah. I'm pretty okay. sure. I mean, it's signed okay. to me. The I'll book, take your word. The book is signed to me. So, by Alex Ferguson. Says, dear... It says best Daniel. Wishes. It says best wishes. Daniel. No, it says it says me. Um, <laughs> it says best wishes. Alex. It doesn't says, say Ollie on there. Yeah, but it says best wishes Alex Ferguson. So it's signed by Alex Ferguson. So I I could sense by his handwriting, I can sense by his text, it, the way that he writes, the way that he sort of formulates those words that he would not support the Super League. Can I just ask, have you actually read this book? Um, <laughs> you don't read the Bible. You just <laughs> preach about it, you know? Okay. Does anyone read the Bible? Has anyone read those? I'm sure people read the Bible. I, I think at, you just preach about how good it is instead of just reading it. You don't. No, I think you read it. This and is then holy you preach text. About it. You do not. You, <laughs> you don't. don't you don't want to know what the holy text actually says. Yeah, you don't want to burn your eyes. <laughs> if you, you've got to cut your <laughs> eyes out. Actually, read it. You can't read it, dude. It just ruins the, just the greatness of it. You can't. Okay. You can't feast my peasant eyes. I can't feast my peasant eyes on these beautiful words that he has written. So he wouldn't have written them, but yeah. Well, he, he was a part in writing them, probably. Yeah. You never know. He was a great <laughs> man. You don't think he could write a book? Well, he would have been saying the words. Some scribe would have been writing them. No, I think he would have written it. I think he's that great of a man. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He okay. said Bridgerton in it, so I, that's right. a classic word that he said. 
Um, okay. Um, all right. You want to talk about Chelsea or no? I can talk about it quickly. Um, obviously, Roman Abramovich is Russian, and uh, he's got a he does a bit of nudgy nudgy with the good old poot poot poot. Um, so yeah, he's having to sell a lot of his assets, including Chelsea Football Club, which is probably beneficial um, if you're looking at it from a top six perspective in the Premier League. Um, I'm kind of glad in a way, because I do want to see... I d- actually, I don't mind Chelsea, even though we're, we were kind of rivals when I started watching football, when you watched, you know, Man United versus Chelsea, especially in Champions League finals and FA Cup finals, we were always against each other. I remember Didier Drogba famously I doing... I love Drogba. I hate him. He did a chip, chip shot in extra time against Manchester United in the FA Cup final, and I remember crying all the way to school the next day, the same day. It was in the morning as well. It was on my birthday. <laughs> Mate, it was on. It's not even joking. It was on my birthday. Drogba chipped the key, and I had to go to school. Just thinking about Drogba chipping Edwin Van der Sar and scoring the winner in the FA Cup final. It was most, and it was the worst day of my life. Um, so yeah, Drogba. I don't have great memories of, but like I'm saying, Chelsea obviously had a sort of great Premier League era. You can say they weren't big before that, but in, during the Premier League era, they've been fantastic mm-hmm. and a big club. But with him selling it, I mean, a lot of people I've seen on social media, a lot of people think, well, it's not going to change that much. They're still going to have a rich owner. But trust me, we've got the Glazers. They're pretty rich, and uh, they're not the best of owners. Mm-hmm. So, but it's, and I think Roman Abramovich, his style of sort of owning, where he just spends all this money and cuts managers like that if any dip in form happens, I think that will change. And I think it's going to be sort of an adjustment period for Chelsea and the way they do things. So, obviously, Conor McGregor's... But it's not like, that it's he wants not like anything's changing. Yeah, it is. Ownership is the biggest thing in yeah, but football. Th- yeah, but it's not like they're losing Tuchel or the... Tuchel? How do you say it? Tuchel? It's and it's not like they're losing their players. Um, It's worse. Owners it can the, be, but it's... Owners is the worst thing because it's the mo- only permanent thing in football. Players go... Managers go. The only thing that stays is owners. Um, and owners basically hire everybody. So you have to sort of take that into account. They hire the recruitment people. They hire the scouting department. They hire the medical staff. They hire the managers. So they do all the sort of... They set up the club. If you've got a good owner, then you're set up in a way that that, you, that you're made to win. Manchester United, we hired a bunch of bankers that helped the Glazers buy the club to run the club. And we, they've run it into the ground. So <laughs> ownership's massive. And it's not as big in the NBA because you have salary caps and owners basically pay salaries up to the salary cap. Um, so it's a lot different in American sports. But in the, in sort of an unlimited sort of... It's not unlimited because you've still got UEFA sort of policies. But yeah, it's going to be different for Chelsea. And I think... Mm-hmm. They need to get a big time owner, otherwise they might fall back and turn into Manchester United. So one don't owner. get don't I'm just praying the Glazers. Look. <laughs> Chelsea's a great football club. You should buy them. Just sell us. You don't need us. Chelsea are much bigger than us. They're much more cooler than us. They're much better than us. They're ama- like Didier Drogba. They, they they actually win games. Yeah, you should buy them. I mean Didier Drogba played in America for the in the MLS. I think. Yeah. Like, so Perfect, you know. You should. They have an American player. Yeah, yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Pulisic is he's the American Messi. Yeah. 
He's gonna he's gonna do wonders. You got to buy them quick. They got to buy them now. You got to sell us first, preferably to a Saudi sheikh. Um, <laughs> but I don't mind either way. All right. What? Well, one potential owner that's put his hand up is the notorious. It's Conor McGregor. Conor apparently has sent in a one and a half billion dollar offer. Yes. Um, yeah. Well, Conor McGregor. <laughs> I don't know if he has much time to be owning it. I don't think he has that much money the either. The thing is, he, he doesn't even really know anything about, about soccer. No. He's, he, I mean, he notoriously <laughs> said... He gets asked in interviews about stuff about and he's like, uh, I don't really know. Yeah, but, I mean, <laughs> but he, he, he notoriously said that he played football growing up, but then he realised he was too pussy. So it was too pussy of a sport, so he played... He did fucking MMA. So... And he was a Man United fan growing up, so I don't know if he'd buy Chelsea. I think Trust me, he was not a big fan of whatever. Well, no, <laughs> I think he did it because all of his mates did. In Ireland, yeah. right, you go for Liverpool or Manchester United. That's it. You don't go for any Irish teams. Irish teams suck in Ireland anyway. But those are the two teams you go for. And I think because of his mates, everyone in probably around his area went for Manchester United. So he was probably a Manchester United fan. But he was never really into big into football, but... It'd be interesting to definitely. I mean, imagine Connor rocking up at a press conference for Chelsea. <laughs> Who the fuck is that guy? <laughs> Sorry, I'm late. I just don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, it'd be funny, but he'd only it couldn't buy the whole thing. He'd have to sort of partner with a. Um, well, I think they want a, three billion, don't they? Yeah, so he'd have to partner with like no, numerous partners. But it'd be cool to have him sort of <laughs> doing just Instagram lives of just yeah, we bought this motherfucker. <laughs> What our player? <laughs> not sure who this guy is, but it's not confirmed yet. But I'm leaking the news to you all right now because you are my number one fans. Um, but yeah, he'd be the funniest sort of owner in the. I reckon. Brand. I reckon players would want to go to Chelsea. No, if he's the owner. He, he just. I. I mean, he wouldn't have that much control. I don't think. I think he just sort of make money from it. But it'd be funny to to see him go to a game and just. Yeah, it'd be it'd be funny. I'd I'd enjoy it. But yeah. yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Conor McGregor. Um, tomorrow, the UFC is back with a big fight, big fight. Um, Covington versus Masvidal. Masvidal. Have you, have you been watching the press conference or anything? Have you been keeping up? Yeah, I have been. I mean, again, I'm a casual UFC fan. I'll openly admit it. I only care about interesting fucking fights. I don't care about some number eight ranked guy in featherweight versus number 11th guy in mm-hmm. feather. I just don't care. Um... But this is a, obviously got very personal, and they obviously know each other, known each other for a long time. I like the sort of dynamic of it. It's very. <laughs> you like the dynamic? Yeah. They want to kill each other. Yeah, that's <laughs> that's what I like about it. I think Colby. Everyone knows that what Colby does is just like wrestling. Like he, everyone knows it's fake. Yeah, or, but it I is. think that's. I think Jorge Masvidal genuinely. Yeah, he is pissed. He's genuinely like fucking. Because hot. he is saying like true shit about his life. Like he's a Colby. Like although it's a character, he's exposing his life, like stuff with his ex-wife and his kids and stuff. Yeah. So. I I I think Colby's gonna win because he's just the better fighter. Mm-hmm. But I love. Just, I mean, I love. I, I spoke to to you about this earlier. I love fighters with great names. I can't stand a fucking Tom Smith. I mean, why even go into fighting? Just go into accounting, you boring cunt. You know, Jorge Masvidal. That is a sick name. Nate Diaz. That is a sick name. <coughs> if you don't have a cool name, don't fucking fight, okay? That's the number one rule. If you're born with a boring name, change it. If you right, want to fight. Right. Um, 
but yeah, so I have a sort of disp- I have sort of a preference towards Jorge Masvidal because I like his name, right? Mainly, okay, uh, that's the main reason. But I think that Colby wins because he's just more of an all rounded guy, and Jorge's wins. Yeah, he beat. Did he beat Darren Till? Didn't he? Yeah. So he beat. That's probably his probably best win, I'd say. Um, again, the win against Askren that was kind of blind luck, and Askren sucks anyway. So. Yeah, I, I like Jorge, but I never thought he was really, truly top level. I never thought he was championship level. Colby, again, I think Colby could be championship level if Kamaru Usman was in his way. So, Colby's a second. He's, I think, top five pound for pound. <laughs> you don't think Colby's top five pound <laughs> top for pound? That's a big statement. He's I, not even on the pound for pound list. Colby? Yeah. He's not, he's not even on the UFC pound yeah. for pound list. Why? There's I mean, a lot of I know I'm a casual fighters. here, but like... Well, you've got eight champions. Yeah, but the dude is an unbelievable... Um, yeah, but that's what I'm saying, though. It, in a different division, I think he'd be the I, champion. I think, I think if he's maybe top 15 pound for pound, I don't know about top five. Uh, but he, Kamaru, as much as I don't like Kamaru Usman's fighting style, um, I think that Colby, again, is fighting the best fighter in the, in the UFC. So I don't really blame him for losing to the guy... And I see him dominating every other guy. So I I think it's justified. If Kamaru Usman retired tomorrow, I think he'd be top five pound for pound. He might be. So I just think skill level, Colby's better. Um, Jorge could catch him. You know, he's a dog. He's a street fighter. Um, Jorge's <coughs> surprisingly old. I didn't realize how old yeah, he's the like dude 37, was. he's like 37, 38. He's like, Jesus, I thought you were like... Yeah, I thought you were like 30. He's been dude. fighting for ages. I know. He's been a street fighter. He fought with... Uh, who's the fucking old school Kimbo dude? Slice. Kimbo. Good old Kimbo. In That's the, the name. Kimbo Slice. What a fighting name. Yeah, he died. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> So. yeah. I, I think that... Who else is fighting tomorrow? Deji. Good old Dej Dej. Deji? What? I didn't even give my prediction. Okay, you can do your prediction. But, okay. Briefly, Deji's going to win. All right. Deji's gonna That's win. all we need to talk about, that okay. shit. All right. Um, yeah. I hope... I mean, um, Colby is my favorite fighter. I'll openly say that. Love it or hate it, I don't care. I love the character. I love what he... Um, how stupid it is, it just makes me laugh. Because the shit he says is so dumb that it's funny. Um, and his nicknames, they're brilliant. They're, they're brilliant. They take about one second to come up with, but they're, they're brilliant. I mean, he's a bit too political for. I mean, I get political. it. I get it. You're a. I get it. You're a Trump supporter, but like, you. you don't have the to thing ma- is, Jorge's a Trump supporter as well. They're fighting over who's the bigger Trump supporter. Yeah, but you don't have to mention it like every three seconds. Like, yeah, but that's why it's funny. It's a gimmick. At the end of everything, he's like, "I would like to take this time to thank all the first responders. They're the real superheroes." <laughs> it's like, thank you, Joe Rogan, for being here. Fuck cancel culture. <laughs> Yeah, he literally does everything like a promo. Um, but yeah, I think I've never been really a big Jorge fan either because I think he just takes himself a bit too serious. Yeah, but um, he's got a cool name though. Yeah, but he like he he tries to bring the street life to the UFC. And it's like it, it's a different thing, man. You don't need to be going around. Yeah, but he is like that. Nate, him and Nate punching Diaz. everyone every time they say something. Like yeah, I mean, like him and Nate Diaz is that though? They are street fighters. That Nate, not so signed. much though. Yeah, because he's got a lot of money. I feel like Jorge does it more. And Nate doesn't really have the in- intelligence to be able to yeah, do it. Yeah, but Nate got two money fights. So, big-time money fights. So, in Conor McGregor. Well, Jorge's had a couple. Yeah, he's had a couple, but he's not as rich as Nate. Mm. 
I, closer, I reckon. I think Nate didn't for, fight for like five years. Oh, that years. is true. But I think, yeah, Nate and Jorge are sort of that street fighter that the UFC signed. Um, so I don't mind Jorge. And if you've got a, again, got a cool name, like, do whatever you want. Like, he is a good fighter. He's very dangerous because Colby's chin's a little bit questionable. So I definitely can see him getting knocked out if Masvidal lands something clean. Um, but I think... I hope Colby wins, and I think he will win, probably by decision, but it, it's scary because he's going to have to survive 25 minutes without being caught clean because Usman's, Usman's dropped him you know, four or five times across two fights, and he's not really a striker. Um, so I, I, think, I think Jorge hits harder um, and cleaner. So, yeah, he's going to have to be aware defensively, but I think he'll be able to take him down reasonably easily. And he's pretty good on his feet as well. He's underrated on his feet. He's got good striking. He was piecing Usman up at times. Um, so, yeah, hopefully he wins, and I'll say he win. Yeah, all my money is going... I don't have any money, so I can say this. Um, all my money goes on uh, Colby decision. Decision? Yeah. I won, I won a bet on the All-Star game, won, like, 40 bucks. I'm like, I don't know what to put it on, though. See, again, you can't say that when you lose, like, two grand betting. No, I don't well. lose two grand. It's like, yeah, I had a $60 win. Yeah, but you also, like, lost the previous 70 bets. No. You can't do that. My my, I probably lose 60% of my bets. See, that's not good. You're not making any money, are you? But, but Yeah, but the money I make usually counteracts that. I do reinvest that money and lose it, but... That's what you got to do. If, if, we're just, you, if we're just counting wins and losses. If you lose... Great advice. If you are losing in gambling, you just got to keep on going because eventually you'll yeah, get lucky. Yeah, it's such little money to me, you know? I really yeah, don't. Care. I mean, you're, you should, you make millions, don't you? I, I'm you so rich that I could not care less. To be fair, that is the life. You know, you live you live the life. I know. I make twenty dollars an hour, and I spend one dollar of that <laughs> on a bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's a good investment. It's a good. It's like crypto, essentially. Yeah. It's, it's better than crypto, probably. All your NFTs that you decide to do. But that is another discussion for another day. Um, mm-hmm. My wariness mm-hmm. over your NFT sort of uh, description. But hey ho, uh, is that the end of the podcast? Is unless you want to do this or you too like fucking. What is the you? F- God, <laughs> just such a hater about Mate, everything. Just, just such a hater. Just do it. Okay. Okay. Oh, look, okay. Well, all right. Well, biggest show right now, Euphoria. Little he, bit. He of started a watching segment. it two days ago. I know, a little bit of a different segment. I know this is a sports show, but. Um, if you didn't know anything about us, it's a bit of background information. We both go to film school, so we're pretty educated to be able to talk yeah. on these sorts of things. And if you don't agree with our opinion, you're fucking wrong, right? <laughs> so I'm um, euphoric. Spoken like a true Oscar judge. Yeah. Um, biggest show in the world right now. It's actually the second most watched show ever on HBO behind Game of Thrones. Um, so I was popping off right now. Obviously, Zendaya smashed it this year with Spider-Man and this. I don't think she made Spider-Man, did she? She just acted yeah, in yeah, it. She, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Look, again, um, I yeah, pre- a very controversial show, but also... I mean, it's not that controversial. I think it's... A, I, I actually really... I didn't... I liked the first season better, to be honest. The second season really? just got too, like... It got a bit too artsy-fartsy, you know? It got a bit too, like, up itself. It got I a mean, bit... I don't, I don't, I'm not... I'm not I it don't had, really like, a like minute like panning shots of, the of like, darkness on a street. Like... Of a street yeah. lamp, it, it it do like a minute shot on a street lamp. It's it just a bit. It was just a. <laughs> it was a bit too much. Just show some more drugs, man. Yeah, just show all that hard stuff. I. But yeah, he watched it. 
two days. I, Mate, we, the show only we just out, finished. Like we, we went out last week and I said to him, oh, have you seen Euphoria? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> now I have. And then all of a sudden he rocks up today. He's like, oh my God. <laughs> dude, have you seen Euphoria, dude? It's so good. And he's playing Euphoria soundtracks. And I'm like, oh, mate, it's, it's you watched it two days ago. It's good songs. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, I, f- I thought season two was good. I thought it was better than season one. Um, I liked um, the play. I thought the play was cool. Yeah, the play was sick. Um, um, I love Lexi. They just taught. They just torpedoed so many of the characters because they refused to do like refused to do like certain scenes. So they just torpedoed some of the characters. So. Yeah, but the show is getting criticism because um, people like my mother come up to me and say, "Oh, it, it glorifies drugs, man. It glorifies abuse. This is showing kids the wrong right, thing." It literally does the opposite. And I'm like, "Fam, are we watching the same show?" It You're telling me that that makes you want to do drugs? Yeah, it literally is the opposite of that. I think. I mean, if you're gonna, if you get convinced by a TV show to do drugs, I mean, you're not that smart upstairs anyway. Uh, you get, you're bound to encounter drugs anyway. So I think <laughs> that it wasn't. I mean, okay, it's so like, you're just an idiot. Yeah, yeah. I, I think no, you're bound to sort of take it if you're already convinced by a TV show, you're gonna do it anyway. That's what I'm saying. I don't, I don't want to call anybody an idiot apart from you. So <laughs> I think that Euphoria was a. It's, it's just it's just the, the latest trend, you know. It's like the, it's the Squid Games. Of, I don't think of it's this month. No, I think it's bigger than that. I think Squid Games is like that sort of one month sort of phenomenon thing. I think this is more. Well, yeah, there's going to be seasons of this. So, but yeah, I'm much more excited to watch Peaky Blinders. How? Yeah, that, we can do a review again, of that. Most when we frustrating see thing it. in the world: <laughs> the best show on television. They. It's f- ending. Yeah, I know. Final season. How about well, let's, let's release it in one country and then let the rest of them just wait a couple months. Netflix. Pull up your game, mate. Like, get the fucking rights to it. Get the wallet out, mate. Mate, pay the <laughs> money to get it earlier, to get it when all the people in the UK get it. What are we... I'm, like, seeing all these spoilers. It's, like, spoiler alert on TikTok. Like, scroll through TikTok, and it's, like, all this recommended. It's, like, oh, it's this scene with Tommy Show. I'm, like, I don't want to watch this. I need to watch the show. Stop showing me spoilers on fucking TikTok. Um, but, yeah, it's apparently going to be... It looks pretty good. I, I Again... I try and skip through it as quick as possible and I get I, snippets of it. Yeah. Um, it's been so long since I watched it. I don't even really remember what's it's happening. Such, the best show of all time. Nobody can the, tell the, me the, There's like, the dude's communist, is he? Communist? The political dude that they're against. No, he's fascist. Jimmy. He's fascist, right. right. It's kind of the opposite. It's like yeah, well, I, I knew opposite. it was one of the two. I just said one. Um, but yeah, it's, <coughs> it's a very entertaining show and I can't wait to watch it. I might watch it. No, once, once Grace died, I was kind of off it. See, this is his, again, another one of his stupid theories. If there are no good-looking women if in the, the show... If the hot chick dies, I'm out. I'm you're, sorry. You're gone. I'm sorry. I, that is so bizarre to me. How Why? Because... It keeps me entertained. Yeah, but you're not supposed to watch a Victoria's <laughs> Secret fashion show then, mate. Don't watch no, it. I, no, I'll still watch it, but it was just, you know, it's just better. No, it wasn't. She was a snitch, bro. <laughs> right or die. <laughs> She fucking she was nice. She was a snitch though. No, fuck that bitch. She's she a snitch. <laughs> okay. She was a snitch. No, no. She was a snitch. You can't have that. You can't have that. You just can't have it. I mean, and also, oh, and also, um, I liked um, Holly died. Oh, that was sad. Yeah, yeah. another but, rest in peace. Yeah, I mean, so many people have died. Jeez, Louise. I know, that's what I'm saying. Is, is it just also? It's just us getting older and just like caring more. I guess like when we were. No, nah, it's just people dying. I think. 
<laughs> yeah, to be I mean, to be fair, we have had a, a global pandemic added on to a potential World War Three situation, so... We've lived through some shit. Yeah. I mean, our generation, what a start to our adult life, huh? How beautiful. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a enjoyable end to the podcast, I'd say. Um, even though yeah. you got into Euphoria two days ago, I think it was great insight from you. I, no, um, I probably started watching a week ago. So as soon as I said it, you were like... Euphoria. Not as soon as. Something else made me... I can't remember what made me do it. Oh, because I, I, I got binge to watch Jurassic World because I wanted to re-watch that movie before the new one comes out. Okay. Again, and, and then it was on binge, so I was like, oh, okay, I'll watch Why it. would you subscribe to something to watch <laughs> Jurassic World? That is so No, because so there was like a 14-day free trial, so I was like, oh, okay. Because it's not on You went all else. through the rigorous effort of a 14-day trial of signing up your email, doing all that shit, doing confirmation codes to yes, watch I did. Jurassic World. Yeah. Because I wanted to remember what happens before I see the new one. God, you <laughs> fucking two years old. Mate, you're just a hater of everything. No, I'm just a hater of Jurassic World. <laughs> hater of everything, literally everything. No, I like... The only thing you like is Peaky Blinders. And I, I like Euphoria. Well, you didn't want to talk about it. You're a hater of talking about it. No, I'm a hater of guy, people that show up and like act like Billy Big Balls. And are they, Mate, I know the show everything. ended like this week. The last yeah, episode know, came out this week. I mean, you... It was more the way that you came in and sort of lectured me on how good the show was <laughs> when you started you watching it. it two days ago. I didn't lecture you on it. You're like, oh, you should watch Euphoria, by I the way. I didn't I'm say like, mate, that. I told you about it a week ago. Um, no, but yeah, great podcast. Fun. Great chat about especially the Lakers and how they're sort mm-hmm. of capitulating. Mm-hmm. I had a great read. I actually read a couple of words in it, to it's be first fair. time you've read it. Yeah, again, like you say, you don't tarnish, you know, I don't use my peasant eyes on this glorious book, okay? You don't tarnish okay. the reputation of it. So, great podcast talking about Sports and euphoria at the end, I guess. Um, All right. Sad day for Australians with Shane yeah. Warne's death, but, you know, life goes on and hopefully he's in a better place now. Yeah. All See right. See ya. Thanks for listening. Like, comment, subscribe.